What's up, bro? What do you call a gay go- a boxer? What I don't know, bro. What do you call a gay boxer? Fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> Worst joke ever. <laughs> this week on another digital system. News from the week. Films we want to be made. Hardcore Henry. And The Path, episodes 2 and 3. This is another digital citizen. is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week, no, uh, another digital citizen, as I always never say. Um, since uh, he's not the guest. Hi, Luke. Hi, bro. Hi, everybody. Was that the best joke you ever heard? That was pretty terrible, and that yeah. could offend some people, but that's fine. Uh-huh. That's what we do. Uh-huh. <laughs> we offend pe- people. If you were offended, I'm half gay. Uh, let's say hi to Tilly. Hi, Tilly. Hi, Fro. You sound like you had an operation of some kind. No, I've just got a frog in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> really big frog. Yeah, bullfrog. Uh-huh. So, hi, Dan. Hi. <gasps> I'm the substitute for this week. You're the substitute. You called Rent-A-Brit, and I was all they had left. <laughs> You're the only one <laughs> employed. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, well, I have a question for you. Did you uh, watch this week's uh, horrible, horrible uh, Raw? I did uh, watch this week's Raw. Did you find it as horrible as I did? No, I thought it was a good Raw. Hmm. Are we confusing which Raw we're talking about? No, we're talking about the one that uh, Shane McMahon had the control of, more or less. Okay. This week. More or less, he definitely had control. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can we call it control when he didn't really have control when it's a storyline that he has control? I mean, oh, right? Yeah. I'm pre- I mean, I'm, in kayfabe, yeah. In kayfabe, he had control, but I'm not. I'm not sure if he had c- control. But uh, no, I didn't like this week. I found it uh, quite bad, to be honest. Huh. I thought it was better than most weeks. May- maybe, maybe, 
maybe I'm just uh, fed up on the product right now. It could be that, because... I'm feeling a little bit of that. But I think you have to watch SmackDown now, is what I'm getting from this week's Raw, is like you have to watch SmackDown apparently now. Because a lot of stuff happened in this last SmackDown, at least from what I understand, but I didn't see it, so... Yeah, the most recent SmackDown was pretty good. SmackDown is starting to be a better show than Raw. Right. I, I didn't... I mean, Roman Reigns is basically heel on Raw, but that, I think, mostly happened on SmackDown. So, yeah. Big stuff there on SmackDown now. I, I think maybe one of the problems uh, I'm having with uh, this Raw was that it didn't feel any way special. And I don't I don't understand the Shane storyline. Oh, the, there's no understanding the Shane storyline. Yeah, it's broken. You've got to just sort of, like, shrug and move on with your life after <laughs> after investing in that WrestleMania match <laughs> that apparently meant nothing. <laughs> yeah, because that, that, that match, like, like uh, before uh, b- before we talk more, more about what we were going to talk about, but, <laughs> but I find it interesting that, like, the, the Raw after WrestleMania, uh, big man, old McGrumpy, uh, comes out and <laughs> says that he has the documents that Shane hid from him oh. after the WrestleMania match. Big man, old McGrumpy. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, and, and 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 he lets like Shane co- take control of one match. Then he lets Shane take control of Raw. And I was like. Wasn't this a match at WrestleMania? Wasn't the point of WrestleMania to get rid of him? Ah, I find it so confusing. I don't understand this. Yeah, you can't overthink it. It's just, there is no overthinking that. Because it's broken. It's it's a broken storyline. Like, they, they realize, wait, we can't have Undertaker lose. What the hell are we doing here? That's yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah. More or less. Pretty much. But then they went, oh, we sort of promised that the show was going to get better if Shane won. <laughs> now, now everyone's going to be disappointed. What do we do? Um, Dan, if you lived in uh, America, uh, would you vote for Bernie Sanders? I would. Okay. I'm Why? going on record as saying I would vote for Bernie Sanders. Why? Uh, I tell you what, I um I hadn't been paying that much attention to like the the real issues that all of the candidates were standing for until yeah. recently. I heard a, an interview uh, with a New York radio station that Bernie was on, and I was just really impressed. Um, I think he is for once a politician that doesn't just make me want to turn off whatever I'm watching and go watch some wrestling again. <laughs> yeah. He um he seems to care about some important issues and I like that. Mm. Uh he was invited to the Vatican to speak about economic inequality this week. He or... was. That's Yeah, he's going to he's going to go there next week. Right. Yeah. That that's pretty impressive. Mm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no other uh, no other presidential candidate got invited. 
So that tells you something right there. I mean, Donald Trump's obviously not going to get invited to the Vatican what? anytime soon. What? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we remember the Pope's opinion on Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> he didn't like him, <laughs> to say it mildly. <laughs> well, uh, the Pope tends to, tends to say things mildly. Yes, mildly. Uh, but uh, what was uh, the primary race this week in Wyoming, Luke? Right, so uh, Sanders won. Yay. Uh, it was just a Democratic caucus, so that's all we had this week. Yay. Um, but there was kind of a big controversy because he won by uh, 12 points, 12 percentage points above her, which is a pretty big win. It's not as big as some of his other wins, but... They ended up both getting uh, seven delegates, and then with the super delegates from that state, Clinton actually won 11 delegates, and he won seven. So he won the state with the voter count, but ended up losing in the delegate count because of this crooked democratic process that we're dealing with, uh, that we've been talking about a lot on the show, so... Okay, right. So I kind of thought that I understood the super delegates thing, but I thought that they had already... Like, all of them had already stated who they were going to... Not all of them. There's still hundreds of them that actually haven't uh, declared one way or another. A lot of them just... They picked uh, Hillary to begin with because that's who they wanted. Yeah. Uh, Generally, in past elections, what happens is they go with their constituents because they're usually from... They're usually a politician in a specific specific state, like a senator or a congressman uh, or a governor, mayor, something like that. Yeah. but this – so usually they wouldn't decide until the uh, Democratic convention, at, uh, which is a long ways away still, months In and months away. July or something, right? Right. So um, they all have kind of decided this ahead of time because they're basically just saying, hey, look, it's crooked. We don't care. This is who we want to win. <laughs> but, yeah. That's what it seems like. <laughs> this is my – my my mine. My, my, I, I, I stand behind him. In whatever he does, I don't care what he is, who he is. Who cares what the people want? Yeah. I don't like this one. Yeah. I don't like the other one's haircut. I, yeah, I've read a bit of a, a bit of. Uh, I don't. I don't know how well documented it is, but uh, there's a bit of a controversy with the some donations that have happened with the Hillary campaign where. Uh, specific states will donate a specific amount of money to the ca- to the Hillary campaign, and they will double it up by sending twice as much money to both Hillary and Bill. Like, because uh, we have specific amounts you can send per candidate, uh, per person. That way, there's not too much uh, going on there. But there has been some kind of Using the Clinton Foundation, they've been kind of funneling other money through there and then using it um, for the Clinton Foundation basically as a backup to the campaign. So there's a bit of weird money stuff happening, and it has to do with the state governors and things like that. And that's why they're all voting ahead of time, because they get money out of it. So Talking about documents, have you heard about the Panama Papers, Dan Fielding? I have, yeah. There's been a It'd be lot hard to miss it in the around. UK this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what is uh, the Panama Papers look? Yeah. So uh, there is 
um, in Panama, obviously, there was a law firm, I believe it is, Mo. I have a hard time saying this. Mozak Fonseca. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, And they – somebody got a hold of a bunch of um, their information. It seems like almost all of it, all of their computer information as far as their customers and uh, what money is going where. And uh, it it basically has implicated a whole lot of people for – putting money in in this specific place to avoid taxes in their countries, depending on where that is. Um, we, we are going to use a really good example with Iceland, because uh, Iceland, uh, old prime minister, uh, had some money in uh, one of those kind of... Uh, it's not illegal, but it's kind of in a gray, 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 gray... Area. Yeah, it's a tax haven. Right? Yeah, it's it's not illegal, but it's uh, morally very irrehensible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> moral morally bad. But, but yeah, and and he gave uh, his stocks in this company to his uh, wife, like uh, two two or one days before he was going to be edited for. Uh, kind of uh, tax uh, evasion, and he's like, "What? I never heard about this. I never owned any uh, uh, stocks." And he sold those stocks to his wife for one one Icelandic uh, crown, and to everybody, that's like zero zero point zero zero euros. Like right. nothing. Well, it's to nothing. be honest, if it was a euro, it would still be too little. <laughs> <laughs> but I he, don't think the exchange rate is the problem. No, no, it? but he gave it more, more or less away to his yeah. wife, so he could, uh, uh, like, say, "No, I don't have any uh, uh, stocks in this company." Right. So he, last week, we said he kind of was like waffling back and forth whether he was gonna uh, drop out or not. This week he definitely is <laughs> he resigned. Def- he definitely did because Iceland actually have a new prime minister now. Right, and uh, now, at least from what I've seen, the Icelandic people are still protesting. Uh, they were yesterday, at least, and they want the rest of the government to drop out yep. as well. So, well, I I saw that Edward Snowden, of uh, famous information leaking fame, suggested that this this could be the largest political protest by percentage of population Mm. that there may have ever been. Right, that makes sense. I'm not sure that's confirmed, but that was his suggestion. It could be, because Iceland really don't have many people. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people turned out for this protest. Yeah, but let's be honest, uh, Iceland is not the biggest country in the world, so... But uh, how was uh, Cameron, uh, David Cameron, uh, Ugh. complied into this Panama Papers? Well, David Cameron, uh, perhaps lucky for him, wasn't directly implicated, but his father was. Ooh. Mm. But he did get money from that, where where that that father's account at some point, like he got a loan or something. So he did end up getting some of that money at some point. Yeah, he is he is connected to this uh, 
this issue, but he's gone to great lengths recently to uh, try and distance himself from any real wrongdoing. Shady Dave? No. Yeah. Uh, what was he called again? Not Shady. Was it Shady? I, Shady, Shady I don't know. Like, it was a man that was expelled from from uh, your cabinet because he called David Cameron a bad word. Oh. Well, it probably wasn't Shady then. No, it wasn't <laughs> Shady. It was, or something else. Uh, I can't remember right now. I, I saw it on Facebook. Was it Shithead? <laughs> Starts with the same letters. <laughs> that's what I That's what I was thinking, yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't. But yeah, I in mean, the United States, we basically yeah. don't have anybody implicated in this. Yeah, why? Uh, if anybody's yeah. noticed. There's 76, se- 76 countries implicated. Uh, but if you do a little research, it's pretty obvious why this isn't happening. Is because... We have our own ha- tax havens that we use. Yeah. They're called the oh, Cayman right. Islands. So we don't need your uh, Panama, really, is what's happening. Oh. I, as I'm to understand, there is a bit of a connection to kind of certain people. Uh, there's a guy named John Podesta who runs – he's like the chairman of the Clinton Foundation, and he's apparently connected to two Russian uh, trading companies – that he did business with for the last few years, and they are implicated. So it's connected, like you know, three three people down. But it, as far as directly connected in the United States, uh, we do, not in this. But from what I've read, um, the editor of I can't even say this. It's German, but it says Sudash Zintong. This is what it looks like. And this is, these are one of the people that ended up publishing. It says about the lack of American individuals in the documents. Just wait for what's coming next is the quote. So mm. should be well, more. We will see what happens. Well, from what I've heard, there's going to be uh, a fairly mass release of these documents in early May, I believe. Hmm. It's going so, to be interesting to see. More to come, yeah. Yeah, what comes. Hey, if you, I, I was Tom Cruise, crazy, oh. I would be pretty crazy. Yes, you would. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, are you happy to get Tom Cruise uh, from the United States, Dan? I'm really not. No? <laughs> I, We're happy it, to hand him off to you. He can jump uh, yeah. on your guys' couches. I'm sure you are very pleased. <laughs> Then to be relocating away from you. Yeah, he has even changed his citizenship. Oh my god, I didn't hear that. What? Yeah. Well, I, that's what's planned, at least, is what I'm to understand. Mm-hmm. But ah, or not yet. But he's definitely moving there as like to become a citizen. Yeah. This story made me a little concerned. Kind but, of like uh, how Americans should have been concerned by Donald Trump. Yeah, but where is he moving? Down. Uh, he's he's moving to Sussex. Okay. Which uh, I guess doesn't mean anything to most people. No. Including most people in the UK, because he gives <laughs> shit about Sussex. Ooh, shot fired. <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> um, no, he's moving into uh, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard's former abode. Ooh, in the UK. <laughs> Yeah, which is a hundred-acre mansion. So yeah, it's a pretty large house, but 
Yeah. Uh, it also basically this place uh, is kind of like the White House of Scientology. It's mm. kind of like yeah. So this basically it almost is anointing him right now, putting him in this house. So it's kind of strange. Britain's, it's Britain's fortress of Scientology. There's even a building that they call the castle. There. Yeah, they. I mean, this place has like, uh, like the castle tower, circular pillars all around it, and everything. It kind of looks like a castle. Yeah. So they're ready for for assault. Uh, King Tom Cruise. <laughs> they're ready for siege at the uh, <laughs> the castle of Scientology. Maybe the dragons are coming. Because I I heard rumors that the winter is coming this year. Ah, did uh-huh, you? Uh-huh. Uh, but here in Norway, we uh, we had some good news uh, actually this week because the Norwegian state church allows now gay marriage. I so, applaud which that. I was I was wondering, did they allow gay marriage outside of the church, and this is just the church saying, okay, it's all right with us now? Yes, or? yes, yes, yes. yes. Ah, it's been question. allowed in Norway for. A long time. But this is, it's like a Lutheran-based type church, like the state churches, right? Right. Right. And from what I've read, if preachers don't feel comfortable doing a gay wedding, then they don't have to. That's another one of the rules they pass. Yes. But... Sensible. Yeah, of course. Like, if you're against gay marriage, you shouldn't be, like, made to... (laughs) Marry people, but uh, it's been an uproar because, like, people that have been against this rule has like, okay, now we are fed up with the state church. And I've said for many, many, many years that the state and church don't really go to together. Like, I, I think that's freaking stupid. Like, I hate it when when. When when uh, state and church try to go together, I don't know. Yeah. Is, is, is what is the state church like? Does that just mean it's the only one that's regulated and and takes money from the state? Or no, that that's the strange thing because we 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 have uh, in use kind of if you if you start your own religion in in Norway, like let's say I start uh, Froism. Froentology. Yeah, Froentology. And let's say I get a thousand members and they... You uh, won't. Huh? You won't get a thousand members. No, I know. But but let's say someone likes me. Dan, it could be that someone likes me. Oh, well, now I feel bad. Yeah. Uh, and and they want to join my cult. Uh, I got I get membership money from the state, Luke, for uh, each of those thousand members. Oh, okay. So what the state church means that if you don't do steps uh, to uh, not do it, you're baptized into the state church. Like, automatically. Just being born in Norway? Yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Ugh. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It's pretty old-fashioned. I mean, I don't know, (laughs) you know, uh, it's kind of, it reminds me of, like, uh, back in the Roman Catholic days, kind of, where that that would happen, but, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of strange, and, and, 
And uh, for me, I, I, I applaud the state church for this. I think it's uh, fantastic that I do that do this but well, i it did have it did come like oh just a week after the pope came out with his uh, whole big uh letter about how he wanted people to accept gay marriage and everything else so maybe that this is a response to that a little bit maybe but uh, mm. i i i still just... very progressive for yeah. a church to do oh yeah definitely. commendable definitely i like it hey uh dan have you seen anything on tv this week I've seen some things. Okay. Other like than what? wrestling, which is my usual answer. Answer, yeah. Um, I, you know what? I've been working my way through two separate series of uh, of a comedy show in the UK called Stuart Lee's Comedy Vehicle. Oh, love that show. Oh, you know it. Yes. Oh wow! I did. I thought this was gonna be like a a revelation. No, I was bringing I, this show up. Uh. Uh, Tilly told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never but heard of it, of... obviously. But... Yeah. Well, maybe you should find a way to watch it. Uh, Stuart Lee is one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Oh, and, uh, so good. Yeah, it, really, I mean, it, he's not going to be for everyone. No. Because, um, because he's very liberal. And his, <laughs> uh, his, his comedy is very, like, high-concept. Yes. And one of the running jokes within his shows is that he's not after laughs. He doesn't want laughs. He wants uh, applause of agreement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it it's a it's a funny show. But, it um, is funny. Yeah. And and I I I'm in series two now, so I'm really enjoying it. Well, um, I've been series four as. Has just wrapped up right. the BBC in the UK, and uh, I've actually been simultaneously watching season three, which is on Netflix in the UK right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's on Netflix anywhere else, but maybe go have a look. See yeah. if there's anything to be seen. Uh, it's a really good show. Yeah. I know what Luke has seen this week on TV. At least one of the things I've seen this week, yeah. Yeah, because I do you know what I made him watch, Dan? Oh, oh yes, I think I do. <laughs> is it is it tipping point? Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh god. Yeah. I th- I thought this game if you tweak you you know you got a little do a little tweak to it maybe here and there, but it could be a good show. Yeah. That's what I thought of it. Uh-huh. Okay. Um I thought kind of like if you would have just had it be start out with one person and you and you have them work up to the what it was it, ten thousand pounds or whatever? Yeah. Instead of having it be three people and having to narrow people down, and th- then you could fit more contestants into one show, maybe. Uh, I would have liked that, but it was all right. I mean, um, uh, as far as game shows go, the questions were like the easiest questions I've ever heard in my whole life. Even like yeah. the hard questions are super easy. On there we go. That's my biggest issue with this show. Yeah, it's so. It's, it's... like falling off a log. Yeah. The game show. It's really easy. It's too easy. I think one of the things is I loved those uh, those tilt coin games when I was a kid. Yes. Whenever I'd go to like I love those uh, too. Whenever oh. I would go to like a carnival or maybe like an arcade, I would just yeah. play those for like hours. It was like a slot slot machine for a little kid kind of. Yeah, yeah. I love that. But yeah, it was all right. Uh, I saw some other things this week. Did you watch the atheist CNN documentary that I showed you, Fro? Uh, no. 
Okay. Uh, I was just getting done with the – I was watching the election results um, from Wyoming, and CNN stopped uh, – They, you know, they went down for the night uh, right after the elections got done pretty much. And it, right afterwards, they played this doc, uh, kind of CNN special. It was called Atheists Inside the Lives of Non-Believers. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It's 45 minutes. Uh, it was from 2015, so I thought it was strange that they just randomly played it right then. But um, it's on YouTube, and it's about uh, – one of the parts is about a, a evangelical preacher who ends up becoming atheist, and he loses his whole family and his job and everything else. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, I actually watched some TNA, the original Asylum shows. Uh, yeah. With the mm. girls in the go-go cages and stuff, mm. it's pretty good. <laughs> it is. I'm good. watching it going. Now, oh, this is pretty good stuff for being like not super high budget or anything else. Um, now, was this yeah. the era that got throw into wrestling, or was it a bit later? Mm, probably a bit later. This yeah, is when they were fifteen dollar pay per view, like weekly pay per views. Right. Uh, is what I was watching. Uh, but the result, it's funny to see AJ Styles in there. He's like a baby. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, and I saw eleven twenty two sixty three finale, which was amazing. Oh, I I hadn't read the book, oh. but the ending is like really weird. I get what they're going for, but it was very a little bit skewed, <laughs> the concept of it. But the book still is, good. The book is skewed, so <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You can tell they're going like they're not they're going from a certain perspective. We'll say yeah. that I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, right. Uh, fantastic and to a ter- terrific series. Oh, I'm I'm glad to hear that because it started on Sunday here in the UK. Oh. So I'm going to be following that. And it's, yeah, and it's in the it's coming not weeks. It's not long either. It's a pretty short series, but it, yeah. it, it does a really good job of going through everything. So mm, it follows the book, and I like that. Uh, uh, I I have to ask you, Dan. Uh, have you seen uh, the path? Ah, uh, no, sadly no. not. You haven't seen any of it. No. So this is going to be a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Because Luke is going to tell you about episode two now. I'm going to take it on the chin, though. Yeah. It's uh, it's a show with um, with Aaron Paul in it. So it is. I'm interested. It I is. will right. listen gleefully to your review. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to give you a small spoiler alert. Fro did not like episode three. Ooh. I thought well, it kind of just slowed down, but I think it needed to do that in the show because we were going really fast in the first two episodes. But I li- I liked it. I just thought it was slowing down a bit on the storyline. Uh, a little too slow for me. Uh, yeah, maybe. But, you know, that's going to happen in episodes. It's just uh, inevitable. Uh. I mean, especially at the pace they were going these last two episodes, they were bound to slow down. <laughs> so a uh, small so, recap. Where are we? Right, last week uh, on, we had Mary get rescued from the tornado. She was a heroin addict. Right at the end of this last episode, we saw uh, the man in the bed in the hospital. Yes, with the snake. With the snake. So, going into this episode, we get our uh, opening animation again. Then we get this really weird, like, opening (laughs) where they're, like, in the Garden of Eden or something. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Um, and we find like, out that I this is actually... <laughs> yeah, right? I was going like... Uh, I was thinking he was on ayahuasca again. Or this yeah. was part of... Yeah. But it wasn't. 
uh, it turns out they were just like doing a meditation session in their count in their marriage counseling, um, and they were kind of connecting with each other. Um, and the marriage counselor says he he needs him to do in house for two weeks, and we don't really know what that means yet, but we find out later in this episode. Uh, but he doesn't want to do it, and he he looks like I don't want to f- be stuck here for two weeks, and. Sarah really, really wants him to do it. So we cut to Cal and he's driving in the car and he's listening to what do you call these like self-help tapes or like um, empowerment tapes like a businessman would listen to before he goes into like a business meeting. You are fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) You are amazing. And he's listening to him in his Toyota Prius, of course. And he goes to this mansion, and we're, we're kind of like – it's like way out in the middle of nowhere. He meets this guy, rich rich old guy, and they're, he's trying to talk to him about this picture on the wall uh, that has the Meyerist eye on it. And the guy basically says he doesn't believe in this religion, but his wife does. So that's the only reason he, the, that Cal's here. And they offer him a whole bunch of money to uh, take his kid because his kid is having drug problems. And the wife wants Cal to, like, fix the kid of his drug problems by taking him, we assume, to the compound, right? Did you assume that at this yes, point? Yes, yes. But, yeah, they offer him a whole lot of money because this is a rich, probably pretty powerful guy. And he doesn't want to be associated with the tr- with the Meyerists. But his wife wants him to get this taken care of. So... At the school, back at the high school, uh, Hawk, we get this super awkward scene where uh, him and Ashley, who is the girl that was checking him out in the first episode. Yeah. She she basically comes up to him and starts talking to him. uh, She says she wants to show him something at her house. What did you think was going to happen here, Pearl? (laughs) Sex. Really? Yes. That's not. I thought this was gonna be like a trick. Okay. Like Carrie. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Like he was gonna go there, and there were gonna be a bunch of guys, and they were gonna beat him up or something. Because it kind of seemed like they were setting up for it, but yeah. Uh, so we have this kind of barbecue scene with the whole family, and Hawk is he tells the family about this girl and how she wants his help. But the kids there of, of Meyerism, they're not supposed to associate with outsiders. And this kind of reminded me actually of, um, uh, the Romney people, the way they deal with their children and stuff like that kind of, which that's not really a religion, but that, that they were kind of dealing with it in the same way. Where it's like those people you can't associate with them because they will kind of taint you when you're a kid because you're so um, uh, what's the word for it? Like you soak everything in so much when you're a child. Uh, so we go to the FBI office. Uh, this is the first time we go to the FBI office, right? Yeah. And they talk yep. about uh, the Meyerists beating the FEMA people to the tornado site so we this is the first time we find out the Myris got there and they kind of pick people up before any authorities or anybody could to could get to this 
uh, trailer park. Mm -hmm. So we go back to the trailer park uh, where Mary's dad's trailer is. And we see Mary's dad and he he looks bad. He got the shit kicked out of him by Cal. Yeah. And his trailer's trashed, which... Oh, yeah. I don't remember... We never saw, like, uh, but it's Cal go in there and trash the place, really. But it's probably him. I, I was yeah. thinking... I, I, was, I was thinking it was him. It was Cal, or it was... Uh, his goons. Oh, yeah, maybe. I didn't think about that. Like, they, I don't know what they would be looking for, but maybe they just trashed it, because they... Just for the effect of it. Oh, maybe. So back at the uh, compound, Sarah, Sarah and Cal are uh, they're talking. They're kind of doing a walk and talk, right? Because mm-hmm. at this point, I've kind of realized that uh, from that conversation in the first episode, Sarah, she was born into this religion, and Cal was brought in when he was younger. So she kind of has seniority as far as like the family goes. But he has seniority as far as uh, his position in the group, so they kind of they're kind of both the leaders, but they have to work together mm. a little bit. Did, mm. That's kind of where we first get this because they're kind of doing a walk and talk and discussing what they're go- where they're going in the future. Mm. So they're talking about um, the rich couple that we saw earlier. They're talking about Eddie and the, the counseling and how Eddie doesn't want to take the count do the two weeks and. Uh, a TV interview that Cal wants to set up about Meyerism. Uh, is it here where she asks, what would Da 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 say? I don't remember the leader's name, but... Steve? Yeah. I think it's here where, where she says... Oh, about the interview? Yeah. Right. I think she asks him, what would Steve say, and... And and he he kind of says, oh, Steve wouldn't mind. And he and she says, well, do you really think that? Yeah, so, and then we get a little more about that later, but uh, or but, more in depth about that later. But yeah, I think this was where they said that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I I I got I got the feeling that this was kind of uh, the first time um, he was going against orders. If you. Understand what or I mean. at least he, he's stretching the truth because she asks, "Yeah, well, what 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 do you think he would say?" And then yeah. he's we get we get him actually lying later, so we'll get into that. But oh, yeah. he basically says, "Oh, I know what he would think because I've seen him." So yeah, so they meet up with Mary, and Sarah goes to talk with Mary in her office. Um, next we go back to the FBI office. Uh, and I, I know this guy, this actor from yes. somewhere that plays yeah, the FBI too. agent, but I, I can't really place him right now. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but I know also. Yeah, I want to say he's from uh, Dexter. That's what I want to say he's from, but I could be wrong. The black guy um, from Dexter? I don't know. He just I, That's uh, where I think he's from, but I, I, yeah, I don't remember exactly. But yeah, he he goes to his boss and says he wants to have Meyerism put on the cult watch list, is yeah. what he calls because he sees that they had gone into this tornado and taken people, and that some of the parents of people, and I think he's talking about Mary's dad, don't know where their kids are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the park scene. So the Meyerists are in the park, and they have their 
table set up with all their pamphlets and stuff. I so I want to read those pamphlets. Right, you said that last time. Right, and <laughs> so they're, they're definitely like doing recruiting, where yeah. they're like, uh, they're going through the park, seeing people who are kind of alone and singling them out, and then kind of talking to them about Myerism. Uh-huh. And uh, Mary and this one guy single out this one lady, and she seems really standoffish. But then the one guy kind of sucks her in, sucks her in somehow. He just with a really personal story. With his yeah, yeah. brother's Which, suicide. And... I would kind of be like, this is weird, right, when you yeah, said why, it. But... Why are you telling me this? <laughs> so next, Eddie goes to like a, it's like a junkyard, maybe, or like <laughs> yes. abandoned warehouse or yeah. some, some type. Um, uh, do you know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of of, uh, of Breaking Bad when they go to Yeah, that. it does look a little bit like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, she, Eddie meets up with Allison, who is the woman who ran the website from last episode, mm-hmm. and we find out that Allison's husband was killed in Peru, or at least Allison thinks he was killed in Peru. And we find out that the old people that Allison was trying to meet up with last episode were her grandparents, uh, who has she hasn't seen in years and years because she was in uh, the Myerist community wherever i think she said the west coast um but eddie is like fed up with this he doesn't want to have to anything to do with it because it's kind of ruining his family and he, he's having to do this marriage counseling for no reason or anything like that and as he's driving away to he basically says i, I don't want to see you anymore and as he's driving away allison says look up jason kemp so remember that for the future i guess Mm -hmm. so we go to ashley's house with hawk and we have a dinner scene with uh ashley's mom and hawk and her and they get him to try steak because (laughs) i I think this was just trying to point out to the fact that virus are vegetarians yes but he actually does eat the steak and he kind of enjoys it wouldn't he vomit all over the place yeah yeah okay that's what i thought but um. Oh, oh, wait. Now that I think about it, he does vomit all over the place, huh? Yes, he I does. I never put that together until Did just you now. Put that together? <laughs> well, no, because he. I thought he vomited for another reason, but no. I guess. Okay. Yeah. No. So he goes up to Ashley's room and she so- shows him a box of uh receipts and they're all like power bills and mortgage bills for the house and we find out that Ashley's dad died. Uh, in a car accident because he was drunk driving and that his, their mom hasn't been paying the bills and she's too kind of proud to get any help. Um, so basically what Ashley wants Hawk to do, she heard that he, that the Myers helped all these people in, in the tornado. So she thinks that he can help her with this. Like he's just magic for some reason. <laughs> he knows math. Right, like he's just gonna go there. Like Myris just have tons of money, which I don't. We haven't indicated that at all at this point, but no, she no. thinks that he can help her for whatever reason. So we go back to the park, and we got Cal and this kind of older guy who I I he's kind of like an elder is what I'm getting oh, yes. of the Myris community. Kind of he's a he's related to Eddie somehow. I think he's or or I mean Sarah, not Eddie. I think he's like Sarah's dad or something like that, something right? Something like that, yeah. But he's smoking a, a joint, 
because uh, this guy always has a joint throughout the whole show. <laughs> yes. He's kind right. of the comedy relief in a way. Yeah. It's the old guy, but in a strange way. Uh, the one thing I want to say, Fro, is who's the good guy in the show? I have no clue. Right. I have actually no clue. Is it because, <laughs> like, everybody is being an asshole on one... On some spot, level. On some, yeah. some level. Wow. That's right a now, good sign for a new show. Well, uh, like Aaron Paul's, it works Paul's, somehow though. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Paul's character huh. is is full of lies. Like maybe Hawk is like the only actual like really good uh, good guy type character where he does he. Whenever something bad happens, he like freaks out about it. Other people kind of just deal with it. So yeah. Uh, and then this old guy, he he's talking to Cal, and Cal is kind of talking about how uh, this is a new age. Um, in Myerism and that the pot smoking and stuff, that's all from the 70s. Um, <laughs> and they don't need that anymore. But Cal basically wants to remarket Myerism to kind of get it out to the masses. And that's what this TV interview is all about. Oh, so we go back to Eddie's house. And Sarah's using this weird meditation device. Uh, again, that kind of... I don't know how to describe it, but it's not like... Uh, sensors that you attach to your body and then it, it has some kind of Light. it looks like something that that the ghost hunters would work would this work is with. this is scientology this is why they 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 were uh but it doesn't look like an e-meter i mean it it maybe kind of functions like that but it, we don't ever really know the actual functionality of it right so, but it, it it has it has e-meter feeling I mean, it's just a box with wires coming off of it, so yeah, but it doesn't look like an e-meter. It doesn't oh. have, like, cans. It doesn't have, like, the... Oh, I understand. It, ha- it has, like, lights, and it doesn't have a dial. Things like I, that. I understand. But yeah, ba- this is back at Eddie's house, and Sarah's using this weird device, and it looks like she's meditating at the same time. <laughs> uh, Eddie comes back home, and he's mad about having to do this 14 days, though we don't know what it is. Uh, and he gets mad at her and they're they're in like a serious argument and then he pins her up against the refrigerator like really angrily but then it turns into anger sex right out of that then there's so much sex in this series there yeah Wait. there's a lot of sex bound chicka wow wow yeah <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah they go upstairs uh and they're doing angry sex so they're being really loud obviously and hawk comes home and Hawk uh, walks upstairs, and he's kind of like, Mom? Dad? Uh? And he hears them in the room, and he goes, like, basically runs down the hallway and pukes in the toilet. And so I then put the meat thing together until now, because I thought he was puking because he was hearing his parents have sex. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it was because of the meat. Right. They never really pointed out again, even in the next episode or anything, so it's kind of like an afterthought, but... Uh, but, it, but it could be both. A little of both, yeah. <laughs> like, it might have upset his stomach, and then he heard his parents having sex, and that probably put him over the edge. Uh, Especially those, those, those two. I'm not sure if right. they should. And then it was really weird, because we get the puking scene, and right out of that we get a flyover over the town with, like, a drone shot. Yep. With reggae music playing. Yep. It was, like, the most abrupt cut, but it kind of worked. It was fun. Uh, we get to Eddie's house the next morning, and they're making breakfast for the kids and making their lunches. And Hawk basically just doesn't say anything and walks straight out. So he's obviously mad at his parents. 
Um, back at the compound, uh, this is the part where Cal and Sarah and the old guy, they're having the meeting about the interview, Fro. This is the part where he ba- he confides in them that Steve told him that he needed to spread the word of of Meyerism uh, to the people and that this interview is going to do that. And that's what convinces them because Steve, Steve told him so. Remember that. That's important. It's such a lie. So back at the school, uh, Hawk and the uh, oh, Ashley, they meet up in the hallway and uh, – Basically, Hawk is telling her, don't say this to anybody because I'll get in trouble with my religion. And Ashley's boyfriend walks up, sees them talking, gets jealous, and him and Hawk end up getting in a fight. Um, which Hawk kind of starts the fight, really. Yeah. If you look at you saw yeah, it. Yeah, if you. Um. So maybe so back at the co- so maybe it's the angel we are trying trying to make him <laughs> right or at least like the things that are happening around him are kind of changing his personality uh, right. being around this girl and stuff like that which they're not supposed to be like associating with these people in the first place yeah according to their religion so uh, later we'll find out what, in the third episode we'll find out a little bit more about that but yeah we will. Uh, Eddie goes to, or we're in the compound, and Eddie's in, like, an office, and we find out this is, like, the record office of Meyerism, where they have records on all the Meyerists, and he wants to look up Jason Kemp, who is the husband of Allison, that we found out may have, or may not have died in Peru. But before he can look this up, uh, or at least before we can see it, he gets a call from the school, obviously about Hawk getting in a fight. So he goes to the school, picks up Hawk from the principal's office, and Eddie's walking with Hawk, and Hawk, you know, he's basically saying my life's spinning out of control because of you cheating on mom. So he's blaming all of his problems on his dad's transgressions because he says that this caused their life to spin out of control, uh, which is just a wrong way to think but that's how this religion works like they believe that if you don't tell the truth then that's when your life starts to get all messed up so scientology right there yep um oh so we go back to the compound um after the school and cal is in like the place where he was preaching earlier and mary walks in and She's kind of getting on him, and they're talking about Myrism. And she just kind of starts to go down on him. But this time, Cal doesn't stop her, like in the first episode. He just lets it go. And I think this was the first time... This is, like, the scene where we realize Cal has officially gone to the dark side. Because even in the scene, it's like all... The, the whole place is pitch black and everything like that. I have a question <laughs> for you. Like, do you like Cal? No. I didn't like Cal from the beginning of the show. So. I enjoy him so tr- tremendously. Like, he's he's such an ass. And it shows. I think he's creepy as fuck. He I don't think he's creepy. an ass. Especially at the end of this, he, like, 
she gets done and she's down on his knees. Yeah. Or down on her knees and he's above her and he starts kind of preaching to her after she gives him a blowjob. Mm-hmm. That's just creepy. Um, <laughs> Whoa. So we go back to Eddie's house and Eddie and Sarah are in bed. And um, Eddie, uh, he agrees that he's going to do the, the, the two week program uh, in house. So after this, th- we find out what the two week program is. They go into this like white room with like a chair and a you know it, lo- it looks like a toilet that would be in like a jail with a t- j- jail sink that kind of combo thing made of metal. This was so incredibly good made. Yeah. This sequence. <laughs> well, we're not there yet, bro. Because oh. uh, this is just where he goes in the room, and he goes in there with the marriage counselor. Uh, we cut to the TV interview with Cal. And Cal, um, she, they start the interview, and the interviewer's kind of first question is, uh, what's up with your cult? And she calls <laughs> it a cult, and he's like, it's yeah. not a cult. And you can see him kind of getting really angry, in, like, in his face, but uh, not not really uh, n- outright. He's not yelling at her, but you can tell in his face he's angry. Yeah. Uh. And over the top, kind of as he's doing, he starts to do a speech about Meyerism. And it, it's if you listen to it and you weren't really paying attention, it would be like, wow, that's really deep. Yeah. But if you listen to it, it's like <laughs> just garbage, like words bullshit. put over the top of each other. Yeah, uh-huh. all bullshit. But um, they cut over the top of this while he's talking. They, they show different scenes of what's going on in the rest of the show. So we have Mary at the compound working in a garden. Uh, we got the FBI agent. Uh, and he's watching Cal uh, do this interview. And we see, like, a Myrus baby. And uh, then the interview's over, and you can tell the interviewer is even like, wow, I kind of want to be a Myrus now. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so, like, convincing, kind of. He has, he, he has the charisma of being... Uh, evil douche. Right. He's got he's got this evangelical preacher thing going yeah. pretty good. Uh, trying to be like actor. very p- pious all the time. But when we see him in the background, outside of the limelight, I guess, we see him getting blowjobs and beating the shit out of people in trailers. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, Cal, after this interview, goes to the mansion and we see him, he goes in there with like these two big uh, strong arm guys, uh, basically his his muscle, uh, and they go upstairs, and he goes out back where um, the two parents are, and he says, "I don't want your money. I'm gonna help your son. All I want you to do is put that painting that the guy was kind of hiding in his office. I want you to put one in every room of your house, like right in front of the door, so everybody can see it and know that that's." that you're this religion. And he's like, I don't want your money. I want your faith basically. Mm-hmm. And they drag the kid out of the house. And he, the lady even looks a little disturbed by it. Cause they're like picking him up, like uh, by the back of his uh, feet and hand and arms. Um, and then this is the part where we go to the compound oh. and in, in the jail cell with Eddie, and he's there with the marriage counselor guy, who this guy was from Breaking Bad as well. 
But how did they make this sequence? This sequence is the best sequence in television for right. a long so time. Right, so Eddie is hooked up to the meter thing that we saw Sarah using earlier, and he's drinking this weird green like concoction, which I would assume, I guess, is ayahuasca, but uh, they don't really ever tell you. It's something, because he's going nuts, basically. It's kind of like turning and spinning, and the marriage counselor guy is trying to get him to tell the truth about everything. So maybe this is some kind of truth serum. I'm not really sure, but he's going nuts, and he's throwing stuff all over this place. And, you know, after two weeks, obviously this is going to be pretty intense. And he goes a little crazy, and we get the scene again where it's the walking down the hallway scene. The door opens. We see the guy with the big giant snake on him. And uh, we cut back to the jail cell and it's Eddie all by himself, like alone with like green splattered stuff all over the walls. <laughs> and he's like freaking out. He can't open his eyes and he's like afraid oh. of just afraid of the light in the room, basically. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was a really, really good scene. And. Sarah and Cal back at the compound are talking and Sarah says, hey, uh, Eddie decided to go do the program and they're all happy about it. Right after we just saw that scene, which I thought was funny and a good juxtaposition. And uh, Cal says he's going to go to Peru now uh, after the interview to see Steve and see what Steve thinks about it, about it. (laughs) Steve. Right. So after that, we go to Peru. We get some shots, overhead shots of Peru, and we're at the uh, shaman and ayahuasca center that Eddie was at before. We go into this room somewhere in, inside of this building, and there is Cal, and he's talking over the hospital bed with this guy that Eddie saw in his ayahuasca trip. What? And this guy can't talk. What? So now we know that. Cal was lying about the interview, about getting that information from Steve and about the interview and everything else. So now we know Cal's a huge liar and he's basically trying to take over this religion. Steve is in coma. Yeah. Or at least that's what it looks like. I don't think we actually know that, but we assume it. So looks like he's on life support and all that. So that's episode two of The Path. Yay. Ah, so good. Nicely done. My only question is. How many times did uh, Aaron Paul say bitch in this episode? <laughs> I couldn't tell from your notes. I don't even know. Do they? I'm trying to think if they even cuss in this show. There's a lot of nudity and everything, so they there's must a cuss. Lot of but... Nudity, but there's not a lot of cussing. It doesn't really say bitch that much. Ah. Uh, are you disappointed with the series already? I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. I might not bother with it now. Yeah, because he doesn't say bitch. Does he say yo a lot? No. Are there any characters that he refers to as Mr. White? No. Mm. No. I'm sorry. This is. Uh, I'll give it a shot anyway. It isn't Breaking Bad too. <laughs> I'm sorry. It does have at least two actors from Breaking Bad in it. At oh, least. Yeah. This, so. So. I made a list of movies I want to be made, and what... I, even I have some uh, directors I want to direct the movie with, uh, as well. One rule that I went with with this is I did not include any sequels. So. Oh, I didn't uh, as well. Okay. 
it's all so we'll start. Let's start with you, Fro. Uh, but this we're gonna do. Uh, one and one. And movies one. and films we want to be made, and we're doing three to five. See how many we can get through. So I have five. I have more than five, but I'm I I'm guessing we'll double up at certain points. So, uh, American Gods, uh, by Neil Gaiman. Uh, he wrote this book in 2001, and Neil Gaiman can really, really write. That's for- true. Uh, fantasy and this is his best book uh, I think it's such a good uh, fantasy uh, it puts like gods of the old against gods of the modern world in a spiritual battle for society's like soul and it's filled with great characters brilliant ideas and writing uh, it's so it flows uh, flows as fresh as silk as I put down there in my notes. I uh, it's one of my favorite novels of all time, and of course I want it filmed, and I want it filmed uh, by Paul Thomas. <clears throat> so that's my that number five. That makes sense, knowing you. Yep, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. And why don't we go with Dan next? What what do you have for yours, Dan? Okay, so I know you guys just said that you weren't doing any sequels. <laughs> you cheated. Well, I didn't know this was a rule. Uh, no, it it's not technically a sequel. Yeah, it uh, wasn't a rule. It was just something I made up for my own yeah, rule. Me too. Yeah. Basically, what I would like to happen is that um, I think Zack Snyder is a, a pretty poor choice for the uh, DC... Justice League stuff that's going on. Yeah. He's just not really the way I think a lot of people would want it to go. So I think he should just give that up and uh, go direct another Watchmen thing. Ooh. Because the Watchmen is the only movie of his that's been really good, in my opinion. The Watchmen and, is underrated. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people like have some issues with it, but I really like The Watchmen oh, as a film. So good. And I think it fits Zack Snyder's aesthetic. Did so you... I, I would like him to go and adapt uh, some of the before Watchmen uh, comic series. I don't know whether that's going to be a Minutemen film or, or stuff following some of the characters from the original. Yeah, picture. I think the problem is that Watchmen did not do all that well box office wise so but it, it, it that's why i'm saying it's an underrated movie mm. oh yeah definitely it's but it's I, it's uh the problem really, is when you when you get a studio involved all they look at is the dollar figure did you so. like 300 dan i liked it yeah it didn't blow me away uh, that that i enjoyed it one of my favorites uh films of him okay 300 uh, the sequel was a terrible movie but mm, it looked it Oof. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Luke? What's your number five? Uh, I didn't really number them, but I guess I'll just okay. kind of make it up as I go. I went with uh, Duke Nukem <laughs> slash, <laughs> slash Shadow Warrior. Oh, video. that's funny. One of those two would be amazing. Yeah. If anybody knows the Shadow Warrior uh, PC game, the <laughs> character for that was like an old guy, kind of looked like your classic... Um, 
a mentor on the mountain in like an old kung fu movie, but he used machine guns and such. And then Duke Nukem. You know, I don't know how they haven't made that movie yet. So my my number four is based on a comic. It's Calvin and Hobbes the movie. Damn it! Wow. <laughs> I knew we double up somewhere. I had that. Oh wow. <laughs> Where did you have that? I would like I said I didn't number mine, but I had mine. I had that down. But luckily I have extra, so it's fine. So I want to stop uh, motion animation, which uh, Tiger Hobbs and six-year-old Kevin get to all manner of scrapes. A touching B pilot has uh, Calvin struggling in school, and uh, I want unknown vo- voice uh, voice actors. And my dream director of this is Tim Burton. I want Tim's. Bur- I don't know if I'd like that. <laughs> I want Tim Burton's Calvin and Hobbes. That sounds kind of wrong to me. Okay. Yeah, I'll... the director doesn't sound quite right, but I, like... I agree with the rest of it. Okay. Dan. Oh right. Uh, well, going back to uh, to Luke's <laughs> video game theme. Oh. Okay. Um, I was trying to figure out what video game I would want to be. Uh, made into a movie, and obviously there's been a lot of talk about the Bioshock movie that may or may not ever come to fruition. Right. Someday. But, um, yeah. Uh, well, it's been cancelled for the time being, but it, it may be in the works. And I think that would be a great uh, subject matter for a movie. But, uh, having recently been to see 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, the director Dan Trachtenberg uh, a good while ago, made a little uh, internet live-action short called Portal No Escape. And I would just let him have a crack at a Portal movie. Mm. That sounds interesting. Yeah, that could it's, be good. It's a pretty good short if you've never seen it. It's just on I've YouTube never seen stuff. it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah. Someone's getting a phone call. I can hear, I can hear someone's cell phone like tick 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 tick, tick in the background. For some you know, it's not me, bro. <laughs> I know it's definitely not you. Well, I'm not getting a phone call, but Wait. maybe I'm getting some interference. I don't know. Anyway, uh, look. Uh, I guess my next one, uh, kind of going with the children fil- children's film thing that Fro is going with. Uh, I want to see a Barba Papa movie. Do you guys oh, know what the Barba Papas are? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Ah. It Please was a explain. Fr- French children's book that was kind of translated into almost a- every language, but yeah, um, there's many of them. But the Barba Papa was like basically this big giant blob being that could kind of turn himself into anything he wanted to turn himself into. And he had, this kid finds him. And they have to, they kind of go on adventures and Barba Papa can turn himself into whatever he wants. So say there's a cat stuck in a tree, he can turn himself into a trampoline, the kid can jump up there, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, and there's a lot of them. And there was even a book where he has a whole family and they move into a house. So it could be, an, it, it's something they've never done and it would be good for a children's film. <laughs> Did you re- read the Barba Papas when you were a kid, Fro? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I super enjoy that series. All right, then. Yeah. Whatever that was. It is really good. 
my number three is kind of a sheet because there has been some news that it's coming. But, I mean, this has been in the works for so fucking long. Is it a Stephen King thing? It is a Stephen King King <laughs> thing. Okay. And it's called The Dark Tower. Ah, yes. I am fed up waiting for The Dark Tower as a fantasy series. It has been in works for rumors for so freaking long. Do you know who is uh, in this new rumor? That Idris Alba is going to play the gunslinger. I've heard. I love that. I love that too. Matthew McConaughey is playing the man in black. Mm. I love that. Sounds great, doesn't it? Lee is playing Triana. I love that. But this has been so many rumors about this. Like this, this, this movie was going to be made in 2000, 2007, 6, 4. Like it's, it's been rumored for so long. I just want there to be a movie. I want there to be a real movie. I don't I don't care who directs this but but someone that has a grasp of fantasy like I don't know no one comes to mind but the dark tower series is such a good series and it needs to come to screen please please that's Do you know do you know who is set to direct it? Yes. You do. Nikolai Arslet. Oh, that guy. I've uh, no idea. Never heard of him. Never heard of him either. Uh, and I looked into uh, his uh, directing, uh, what he has done before. And I've... Uh, a Royal Affair he directed. Never heard of it. Truth About Men. Never heard about it. Island of Lost Souls. Never heard about it. No. So... But it says it's in pre-production, but... I can't believe it. I I don't believe it before I see a trailer. So right because there, if you look on IMDb, there's a pre-production for Duke Nukem, but there's been rumors for that for years and years and years yeah. and years as well. So, so I want the Dark Tower now. What's your next, Dan? Uh, my next film is a a bit of a strange one. Uh, it's a a reference to uh, some. To a different podcast, I listened to a show called The Comedy Button. Okay. And uh, on that show, the the guys there, they came up with an idea for a film. It's one of these real shitty sci-fi movie type films like Sharknado or Birdemic. Yeah. And uh, and they want to make Snake Quake. Snake Quake. Yeah. Okay. Where instead of lava or, or magma, it turns out. Uh, that scientists find that the core of the Earth is actually made up completely of snakes. <laughs> and the, volca- so the cool. volcanoes start to erupt and the, the ground starts to shake and crack and snakes just start pouring out and they start attacking people. I will only agree with this if halfway through the movie Indiana Jones runs by and he's like, ah! 
I just love the idea. It just sounds like so much fun to do. Oh, that sounds so fun. I would give them the funding to do that. Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, Look, what's your next one? Um, I went with a short story for this one. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a short story called The Velt. Have you guys ever heard of it? Nope. No. It's by Ray Bradbury, actually. Oh, I heard about um, it. it. It was a short story written a long time ago, I think. Uh, 1950 is what I'm reading here. But it's about a um, house that is basically a giant computer house. And they have a virtual reality room which uh, they can go into, and it's it's basically like the holodeck in Star Trek. But the house ends up going crazy and attacking them, so it's an interesting story. They did make a Disney version on the Disney Channel that is not a good version of this. It's kind of, it was called Smart House. It has the lady, uh, the, the wife from... Uh, uh, Sons, of Anar- Son- Sons of Anarchy. Oh. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It could have been. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the kind of story that the Disney Channel would do a great job with. No, it's not. I remember seeing this as a kid. It's terrible. And, like, I remember there being, like, a holographic maid mother that, like, appears in the house that's attacking them. But um, It was badly done. It was called Smart House. It was made in 1999. But they need to make the Velt and make it, like, a serious movie especially now that uh virtual reality is becoming so much more prevalent in our everyday mm. lives so my next one is a documentary i want a documentary uh and and i i did not have a hard time uh thinking of this because there's not been a good documentary about stanley kubrick mm. uh Stanley Kubrick, for people that has been behind rock, is one of the most influential film directors of all time. Uh, One of my favorite uh, movie directors of all time. Uh, But he had a life that uh, wasn't always easy, and he died uh, too young. He died in 1990. Yeah, 99. Uh, and uh, is he has uh, had such an awesome life. I want uh, someone that cares about Stanley Kubrick to make this. So I, I've actually chosen um, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. Because Steven Spielberg can do documentary kind of movies when you look at, for example, um, Jurassic Park is a really good documentary. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I really like uh, Schindler's List, for example. Like, he, he, he can make that kind of documentary movie. And I want a movie... Uh, that is created in his spirit. I don't think IIA is Stanley Kubrick's, no, uh, Steven Spielberg's worst movie ever. I think it's uh, a bad movie, but it's not uh, the worst movie ever. But I think he loved Stanley Kubrick, and you can see that in in AI, 
Is it called AI? Mm. Or AI. 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 Yeah. 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 And you can see how much he had uh, kind of respect for Stanley Kubrick in that movie. So I think. I guess they definitely didn't have the same style. No, no. But, that movie, but, but, but but I I think I think he would make a good Stanley Kubrick documentary kind of movie. And I I I I want to see that because he's. A, a mythical man, and he, uh, his family was Jewish immigrants from Austria, Romania, and Russia. So I mean, he was so intelligent, and he had so poor grades at school. And I, I think uh, a movie about Stanley Kubrick, a documentary kind of movie about Stanley Kubrick. So that's my number two. That, All right. Good call. What's your next? Uh, my next movie that I would like to see is um, is based on a book that no one will have heard of except for Fro, um, because I recommended this book to Fro. <laughs> and I've read it. Yeah, you have, yeah. Um, I, the... I already know what it's called. <laughs> yeah, you do. Do you want to say? 312. Close enough. 314. 314, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or something. Um, it's a, a supernatural horror book. What? Oh, so good. Yeah, I I just uh the the thing that makes me really want to see this as a movie is that just some of the things that that are described in the book are so horrifying <laughs> that oh, gosh. that you just kind of want to see oh, it. The opening scene to that movie. But, oh god. Oh my gosh. Oh. It's the worst. Oh. Um. Yeah, horrifying book. Um. Got a couple of sequels, so you could spin it out if you wanted to. Do you know who would be the perfect director for that? Uh, who? Stanley Kubrick? No, no. I was thinking of Danny Boyle. Because he made uh, uh, that really good horror movie. Yeah, 28 Days Later. Yeah, 28 Days Later. Don't you think he would be good making this book? I think he could do a good job. I'm not yeah. sure he would have been the first person I would have thought of. Okay. I'm not sure who I would have thought of. I wasn't trying to figure out what director I'd attach no, no. to the project, to no. be honest. No, no. Um, but it was the but, first that came in mind for me. Yeah. I think he could do all right. Yeah. I think he's a good director. But yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, this book is written by a, a buddy of mine, so other than than how interesting I think some of the stuff that happens in the book is, <laughs> I would love to see uh, how this buddy of mine would attack... Uh, a movie, considering how much he criticizes other people's movies. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I I I I thought of that when we were talking about this. I have another uh, book, but mm, on cool. uh, in in my series. Luke. Uh yeah. So mm, I'm trying to decide where I want to go next. I guess I'm gonna go with Monkey Island. Oh, video game. Nice. So happy that's <laughs> early. Which, uh, if anybody knows, that I've done a little bit of research in the past, and I guess there is rumor that the original Pirates of the Caribbean... Currents of Tupacurubran is based on... Monkey. I was in the middle of talking, yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. The original Pirates of the Caribbean was, was based just... off of a, a script that was originally written yeah. for monkey island and when the 
game maker of Monkey Island was bought out by Disney. They bought out including the script. They were uh, and so Disney had it for a little while, and then they just mm-hmm. rebranded it as Pirates of the Caribbean. So they got uh, the LucasArts script. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, and so that's where they ended up making. That's why they ended up making Pirates out of out of it because Pirates was you know it's their thing, where Monkey Island they didn't actually make that. Uh, my number one is going to be really easy, <laughs> kind of. If it's another uh, fantasy series. Oh, it's a remake of The Prince of Egypt, isn't it? No, <laughs> it isn't a remake of Live action. <laughs> Live action. Uh, no, it's uh, it's The Wheel of Time. Uh, fuck you, uh, people that haven't read this. Like, no, I can't say that, but... You uh, can. I can, because it's the best fantasy series ever. Like, I don't care. I am I, going on, on a limb here and saying that uh, Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time is the best fantasy series ever. I think so. Too bad he died of uh, cancer how long before the two last books? I think it was two years before the two last books. So Brandon Sanderson helped him uh, ending the project. And I read all of the books. I loved them to bits. And I I could read them again. And there's been so... Like, when when we talk about rumors for, for uh, uh, a movie, mm. the, the rumors for a movie about The Wheel of Time, oh my god. Gosh, it's been uh, rumored, and there actually is a, 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 um, a Wheel of Time pilot that was aired in secret, and 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 uh, they didn't have the rights to it, so the. So the uh, uh, w- wife of Robert or- Jordan went ballistic <laughs> uh, because FXS secretly aired like a pilot for a Wheel of Time TV show, and and it was called Winter Dragon. Have any of you seen this? No. Look. No, I haven't. No. And and this Winter Dragon thing from FX, I've I've seen this, and it's b- b- bad, b- bad. And the Wheel of Time is is such like I I I know he takes a lot of like Lord of the Rings lightings in it, but I think this is the best fantasy series since Tolkien. I'm not kidding. Like I I. I'm so sad that he is die- dead, but I love those fantasy novels. Yeah. So that's that's my nice. pick. And uh, his real name wasn't uh, Robert Jordan, by the way. But that's kind of funny. What was it? James Oliver Rigney Jr. So I sh- I know I I can understand he changed his name, Robert Jordan. <laughs> So that's my right. number one. Dan, 
Okay, so my number one. Um, we've already covered on this show today that I'm a I'm a wrestling fanatic. Okay. Probably one of the most uh, dedicated wrestling maniacs of uh, of our time friend group. Yeah, maybe. Um. So really, the way I would like to see uh, the the Hollywood movie machine head is to uh, to make a good wrestling biopic. There is one. You mean the wrestler? Yeah. I, I mean the yeah, wrestler. it doesn't count. It's not a real. It's not a real guy. So what? He wants so a biopic, bro. Oh, you want a biopic? Okay. Yeah. Um, now I'm not sure exactly. Who would, you, who would you want it? Yeah, I was gonna say who would you want it to be about? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I believe there's somebody one... alive or somebody dead. How about we start there? Uh, well, I I've got I've got a first place guy, but I believe right. there's there's a uh, gorgeous George movie in the works. Okay. It wasn't. Right. It probably wouldn't have been who I would have picked, but that'll be interesting to see. And probably I know based that... off the book, right? Because that did the book really, really did really well. I remember. Perhaps, yeah. And yeah. Um, speaking of wrestling films based on books, I know that at least for a while there was a a movie based on Chris Benoit in the works. Oh, that would be interesting. Which sounds like probably, to be honest, the most interesting film you could yeah. make of a wrestler. Right. Um, Maybe but if Savage. We... What was that? Maybe Savage. Yeah, yeah well, Savage was one of the ones that I would you like what, to see, you know just what, because I love Savage. My is, mine is the Ultimate Dragon. I would love a film about him. You mean Ultimate Warrior? Well, or Ultimate do you mean... Warrior. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Right. What? Why did I say Dragon? Ultimo Dragon, I think you were thinking uh, of. Yeah, yeah maybe, I was thinking Steamboat, maybe you were thinking of <laughs> comboing all that together. <laughs> maybe. Right. So, um, yeah, I was thinking of Macho Man. I was thinking... That a, a movie about Paul Heyman during the rise of ECW would be oh, pretty great. Yeah, with Paul Heyman as Paul Heyman. Well, I mean, to be honest, yeah, just give him the part. Um, but I also think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of ground you could cover making a movie about the boss Vince McMahon. Oh yeah. He would so, never let that happen. No. And if, if, if it did happen in outside of his jurisdiction, everybody would be sued so instantly but yeah that would be good well we didn't say that it had to be likely <laughs> right <laughs> just just look at my list robert jordan uh, movie oh. sure Oof. but yeah All i right, think so... i'd probably do a, a vince mcmahon movie cool yeah look so uh Besides the one that I said a few weeks ago, which was Dino Riders, uh, which I didn't really put on this list, but I remembered I said that. Yeah. I said uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. <laughs> okay. Did you guys ever read those uh, comic books when you were a kid? No, never heard. This no, is done by I the same about. guy who drew Invader Zim before he did Invader Zim, I think. I never heard about Invader Zim either, so. Really? Yeah. Dan? I know of Invader Zim, yeah. Okay. Well, it is the same artist. Um, cool. And this was a, com a black and white comic strip, and it's about a little boy who is just trying to get through life, but he also happens to be a serial killer. So. <laughs> and it's kind of a comedy. So. Well, yep. That would be interesting to see. I'd like to see it in a cartoon, I guess. So. I have some uh, what you call uh, mentions. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. 
do you have some, Dan? Do you want to go, maybe? Oh, uh, well, to be honest, I would just like... I, I ruled this out because it, it would be better as a TV show. Mm. Um, but I would just like a like a cartoon of um, some of the classic WWE characters, but as superheroes, just like Avengers or Justice League. I just want that as a weekly cartoon. Okay. Uh, I I have uh, uh, the book that uh, Luke is reading as an honorable mention. Do you want to tell people what book you're reading right now? Uh, Helter Skelter, but yeah. I think that would work better ah. as a TV show as well, personally. So. Do you think so? Yes. Oh. Okay. But that's one of my honorable mentions. I, I have uh, also uh, one of my like uh, f- uh, favorite uh, uh, books that I'm reading at the moment: Packing for Marsh, the Curious Science of life in the void i want that uh, as uh, a documentary uh, i want dragon spain series uh, as a movie series yeah that's some of mine oh another thing that i ruled out because it would be better as a series uh why the last man what is that oh you don't know why the last man no no i've oh, never heard of that as it's... well Oh wow! I I thought I'd heard one of you guys talk about it on the show. It's um it's a graphic novel series or a comic book series, uh, based on the idea that uh all the men on Earth die except for one man. Okay. And he's just oh, you left must in be, a world full of women. We were probably talking talking about Last Man on Earth, the TV show. <laughs> wow, <laughs> true. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty classic. Uh, graphic novel that is very well thought of and i think that would work pretty well i guess it would probably work better if there wasn't already the walking dead yeah but it's sort of i think it would be in that sort of vein but without the zombies hmm. do you have any honorable mentions look no i already mentioned them i did a couple doubles when we were doing it so yeah yep uh let's uh move on to the next segment and i didn't have my document up so movie I... round movie Dan, round. you see any movies this week um I, I saw a couple of movies in the last week one of them was uh 10 cloverfield lane which i mentioned what did you think bro earlier. uh Dan? i thought it was good i really liked it right lots of bad I... reviews but i really yeah. enjoyed it did you think I... that it was connected i thought it was connected enough yeah i could see the connection and could you see them going to a third film that would connect the two even more, kind of? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay, that's what I thought too. But everybody else is like, it's so not connected at all. I don't understand this movie. They're all confused. I mean, yeah. I can get that for the majority of the movie, you couldn't really tell. But right. it's still a, a really interesting movie, in my opinion. I, I love all of the character stuff, and I love the setup. And then when it gets to that end bit, it's just like, okay. Let's let's right. see what happens after that. Which, if you listen to our review, it was supposed to be another movie originally, yeah. and yeah, they yeah, just yeah. put Cloverfield over it. So yeah. What else, bro? Or Dan? I keep saying Fro. Um. Well, the other movie that I saw this week, I didn't watch anything on TV because I've just been watching so much wrestling. I need to stop talking about wrestling. I talk <laughs> far too much about wrestling. Um. Hey, you didn't mention wrestling. Did I not? 
No. I, I watched a lot of wrestling. Okay. I can equate wrestling to basically anything at any point. I could be talking about like uh, the nuclear politics between uh, South Korea and North Korea, and I'd be and I I, I could get, uh, equate it to wrestling somehow. Okay, go on then, do it. <laughs> Macho Man versus uh, uh, Hulk Hogan when they broke up, Mega Powers explode. Mega that Powers is... explode. <laughs> yep, that's Korea right there. <laughs> okay. Yep. Not bad. Um. Yeah. Okay. So other than that, I I went uh to the cinema to see a movie called Hardcore Henry, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. Oh, cool. Mm. Inside review. Mm. Mm. Fro, what about you? You see any movies this week? Nope. Oh. Okay. I uh saw <laughs> Hail Caesar finally, which has oh. been out for a couple of weeks now. I saw the Coen Brothers movie. Um. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a lot different than other Coen Brothers movies. I'll say that. Uh, it's a lot different it's... than some other Coen Brothers movies. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I'll, it was. I'll give you that. In my opinion, it was very similar to something like Burn After Reading. Oh, Burn. Yeah, it was very stylistic, right? Extremely yeah. stylized, and um, it had a deeper message uh, to it, but it was also funny. Yeah. At first, I was going into it going, "This is a movie about making movies," but once you get the whole uh, whole point of it, it's about all these other things. But there's well, funny parts in it. I mean, there's there's the uh, Jewish communists. That's funny. So yeah, I just thought it was a lot of fun. Yep. So uh, are we ready to move on to our another digital review, Fro? We are. And here's the movie trailer for Hardcore Henry. She's cute. Hello, Henry. Relax, okay? Do you know who she looks like for me? No, who? Kind of a knockoff of that uh, Jennifer Lawrence girl. Yeah, she does kind of look like Oh, yeah. yeah. Is this in, like, the Honda Laboratories where they're doing this, guys? <laughs> color, that's color scheme. Uh, Definitely. I don't know if you'll ever get yours back. Truth is, security You're special. How do I then you? He looks so like Drago Malfoy from the Harry Potter movies. It's not even funny. You can oh, it's a glass way. elevator from Willy Wonka. <laughs> but you're gonna need to take a few along the way. Well, the good news means that you're going to live a while. I don't think Bad that's how bodies fly through the air, case, really. 20, huh? 30 minutes tops. Ooh. Ooh. I, lo I love that shot. It's going to sting. This is fucking war, baby! <laughs> uh, that guy's funny. So this is PG, right? Oh, yep. yeah. Totally. Was that the A-Team band that they just blew up? <laughs> It's like Duke Nukem the movie, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not Duke Nukem. They, yeah, that was the 18 band. Again. <laughs> <laughs> they put two 18 bands somehow. The new Hal in Mad Murdock is in this movie, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. That was a tiny elevator. 
maybe he made it normal. So close. Hardcore. It's the water hazard. <laughs> Maybe got the hole in one. So that was the trailer for Hardcore Henry. Uh, what is this movie all about, Luke? Right, so I'll leave a little bit out of this description because it apparently gives away a bit. So uh, a first-person action film from the eyes of Henry, who is resurrected from death with no memory. Uh, it's got a 7-1 on IMDb, and I guess a 5 uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, is that right? No, a 51. 51, right. Yeah. Yeah, 5 Same. on the Rotten Tomatoes scale would be bad. Yeah. Right, yeah, totally. And it, uh, uh, it has an audience score of 63%. Okay. So, I guess I'll start. Uh, I got mine off of the YouTube page that we just looked at. Um, if you want to look that up. Uh, the trailer we were just listening to, it's called Hardcore Henry Official T-I-F-F Trailer, and you'll be able to find that. Uh, I got uh, mine from somebody named K-Jar Mutt 6 so that's a good name. And his says, I'd like to think Henry is really Jason Statham from Crank, and this is just a spiritual successor. So this was apparently a lot like Crank, and if you read the rest of the description that I didn't read, it kind of gives away that it definitely is like Crank. Uh, I mean, the trailer kind of gives away that it's like Crank, though, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, here's the thing. I liked Crank. It was all right. The second one was not as good, but Ooh, the first one second. had some good scenes in it. Do you know, my uh, mine is really short and sweet from Amy Nicholson from M2E. Fame. Okay. Hardcore Henry is no say anything. Twice over. That's all. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that's just from the first person thing or the the violence that she's talking about. Who knows? I guess maybe both. Did she watch it twice then? <clears throat> I don't know, but uh, she didn't like it. So Dan, you want to do a personal review? I guess just let us know what you thought of the movie. Sure. Okay, so I saw this trailer uh, a number of weeks ago, and I couldn't quite decide whether this was a completely cynical uh, cash-in on 18 to 35 Call of Duty playing dude bros, or whether maybe it was quite an interesting idea that was uh, lovingly handcrafted. Well, I think it's probably more the, the former than the latter. That's um, but that doesn't mean that it's not fun. Yeah. The The strange thing about this movie is um, you see the trailer and you think it looks like a video game. Mm -hmm. and, and they like to tout uh, in, in one of the trailers and, and on the posters that it's like a, a cross between Jason Bourne, Captain America and Call of Duty. I think you can just cut out the Jason Bourne and the Captain America. I think it's like <laughs> a number of video games. Uh, maybe if I had to pick, it's like Far Cry 3 the movie, if that means anything to anyone mm -hmm. that's listening. Um, it, it's weird, because it's not just the first-person view that is like video games. 
it's also the fact that the the main character Henry uh he's been at the beginning of the movie he's sort of brought back from the dead and his his voice doesn't work and so you're the you're seeing the movie through the eyes of the silent protagonist and at at many points throughout the movie just like in a video game you'll have uh, ally characters telling Henry what to do and then he goes and he does it eh. so it definitely feels like um like a video game turned into a movie so that you you don't actually have to play the parts that normally a right. gamer would play. Eh. Having said that, I mean, I don't think it's like revolutionary. I don't think it's um, a fantastic example of what they were trying to do. But I enjoyed all of it, all the way through. Um, so I, it certainly didn't make me nauseous, which I know mm-hmm. it did to some people. Um, I've never had an issue with watching Shaky Cam uh movies found footage kind of deals um so if if you do have an issue with motion sickness then you you might have a problem with this movie um but i i mean charlto copley in particular uh carried the movie really he's the main character in my opinion um i think that the the 51 rating that it's got on, on Rotten Tomatoes is telling of the fact that it is probably going to split a lot of people. Mm. I think if you go in, particularly if you are a gamer and you've played first-person games and you you know how storytelling is sometimes um, contrived in those games to mm. allow for the gameplay in between, mm-hmm. then you'll recognize the same beats within Hardcore Henry. And and it's it's very much like uh, some of these internet videos that you see um, of just like short first person action sequences. I've seen some of those online, and when I yeah, saw them, there's I thought, one that's pretty prevalent online that I've seen like a hundred times. Like yeah. I got to the point where I'm tired of seeing it. Yeah. And and when I saw those videos, uh, I always go, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. And I think that's probably my my verdict of Hardcore Henry. It's pretty cool. It cool. uh, it could be better. It could be better executed, but um, particularly there's there's some really fun stuff in there. There's a couple of great light-hearted moments where you know it's not so much uh, just murdering everyone in sight, and uh, and they're very welcome and hilarious. And Charlotte Copley does a great job of um, of dragging the movie forward. Right on. Did it? Did the first person at all ever kind of throw you out of anything or make you go, "Oh, I kind of want to see this from another angle" at some point in it? Or uh, to me, did you not even think about it? I didn't really think about it, to be honest. Okay. What I oh. was kind of surprised by. It's strange to come into this film in an era that uh, that we have 3D movies all the time. And that we're very close to having uh, virtual reality in in people's homes. Mm. And for it to be a first-person experience that doesn't take advantage of either of those things. Um, but oh, I guess maybe it that's... It didn't a... go into real D in any of the theaters? I didn't even... No, I don't look. think it's 3D. 
I, hmm. that may be a budget thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I think if you, I, I don't know, I don't know whether maybe the the type of action that's going on, if you were to put it in 3D, maybe it would just be too much. Um, but it certainly sort of felt like something that that I imagine will be a bit like the kind of things that we'll be seeing on virtual reality headsets in the next few years. Right. It definitely looks like something you could straight uh, just turn it, take the video and turn it into a VR video and put it on a headset and it would work really well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I really want to see this movie. Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, I went to see it because I was vaguely interested to see how it would work, yeah. and I thought I would like to see this in, in a theater because there's a whole visual element to it that maybe won't be as impressive if you see it at home. Yeah. So I think it's worth going to see. Yeah. I I have it on... It's really on the top of my list of movies I really want to see. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see it at some point. I'll probably wait till I can access it at home somewhere, but we'll see. Yeah. So, on to the path episode three. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should uh, look up my notes for that. Uh, that would I... probably be good. <laughs> since I have that. <laughs> Which, I'm... again, Dan, you're probably going to be spoiled a little bit, but... Spoiler uh, alert! That's all right. I have no idea what you said in the previous episode. Well, there we go. It works. I don't know who any of these characters are. I heard a lot of Hawk, and I was thinking, oh, what a rush. <laughs> right? <laughs> he doesn't look anything like that. We'll put it, we'll no? say that. No. No, he's kind of curly-haired guy, geek kid, so. Okay, recap from last week. And uh, we go directly into Peru, or wherever they are. Yep. Uh, and uh, we... We see more of their leader laying in bed, getting drips. So, but we also see that they are pr- kind of praying around him. So, Cal, Cal isn't the only one that knows that he's sick. Right. Well, at least he's he he's not the only one uh, in uh, in Peru. Only one in America, maybe. So. <laughs> but uh, do you think do you think this is trying to, uh, uh, is this this the inner group trying to hold this quiet you think uh no i think that these people in peru probably just aren't connected to the us chapters and they probably think he's probably told everybody up there but he just hasn't that's my guess but we don't really know that yet that's... right now they're just praying and you can tell cal all, all the rest of them are really praying, but it seems like Cal's not praying as much. So. And then we see uh, Paul, uh, Ron Paul, uh, Ron Paul. Ron Paul. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. His what? name's Eddie. We'll stick yeah. with Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, uh, come on, out of uh, his 14 days in recovery, and he comes back to his family, and he's kind of holding a, a little like speech. Outside, uh, it's kind of like the same speech we saw in the first episode when he was talking to the people in the tornado. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, everybody is like applauding, and we see how charismatic he is as well. He he would be a good leader of this cult, just to put that down. 
But uh, and Cal is also like holding his his bitch. Uh, then uh, Cal goes into uh, what, what Sarah. is Sarah's room, yeah, and they kind of discuss uh, uh, the deny of uh, the woman that he said he would be cheating on. That she's denying everything, and we know that uh, uh, she's telling the truth. But Cal and Sarah are talking about how they are going to have her telling the truth. And her uh, his cell phone uh, rings. Uh, then we uh, see uh, Cal driving around the, the town in his super luxurious Prius. How much did Toyota pay this? Uh... I, I'm thinking, yeah, they must have put a lot of money in. But like we said last week, I don't know how great of advertising this is. <laughs> True, <laughs> but there's never been a TV show. Do you have a cult? Buy a fleet of Priuses. <laughs> but yeah, we see Cal uh, going to what we soon will learn is his mom. And what did you think about this lady look? It's sad, really. But it reminded me of people I've known in the past, so maybe that's why it was sad to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, hi, mom. Uh, and the place is... The- apartment they're in is trashed and there's yeah. liquor bottles like uh, covering every counter space there's a, like different types of liquor all over but they're mostly empty so yeah so we understand that she's having a liquor problem to say it mildly yeah and they haven't seen each other in a long time that's important but and then we got uh, a short shower scene who was this in the shower i thought it was mary was it I think so, but we it, they don't really ever do any real close-ups of it, so yeah. it's kind of like you know it's a woman. Yeah. That's all I, I can really tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we get to see Cal's uh, son on the school talking to Mary, and she has wet hair, so it could be her. No, this is this is Ashley. Oh, this is Ashley. Okay. Right. And uh, yeah, and then we see the FBI uh, guy uh, driving. Carefully up uh, to the compound. Compound, and uh, he gets interviewed by the same guy that uh, the uh, marriage counselor dude. Yeah, the marriage counselor dude. Uh, they, we don't actually know this guy's name, but he's the guy. He was from um, Twin Peaks. I know. And Breaking Bad, he was yeah. in Breaking Bad. He was one of the informant guys in Breaking Bad. And Twin Peaks, Wait, I know. Maybe. There's a guy that was in both Twin Peaks and Breaking Bad. How have I not figured this out? It also was uh, in Carnival, I think. To the Google Mobile. To the Google Mobile. Yeah. But, uh, Go ahead, bro. Yeah, he plays the counselor. And is. Do you think he told them that he's from the FBI? Oh, no, he definitely hasn't. Because the guy's interviewing him, and you can tell he's trying to see if he's lying or not. Yeah, so he's trying to infiltrate them, right? I got that feeling. That he's trying to infiltrate them. Oh, yeah, or at least he's trying to see what the hell's going on here. Because at first he goes in and he tries to get, like, a tour, kind of. But they send him to this guy. 
and he's kind of interviewing him and he's got the tape running to see what he's uh, to tape what they're saying. And he asks him, uh, why did you come here? Not. And, and you can tell he kind of lies. Yeah. Just so he can be on the inn. So, yeah. And then we see uh, uh, what is Eddie, Eddie going uh, visiting this uh, Allison. Allison. <laughs> Luke knows one thing about me. What is that, Luke? <laughs> you can't remember names were shit. <laughs> nope. I can't remember names as shit. I'm so bad at names. I will remember his name on, on the last episode. You need a cheat sheet that you just write down on a piece of paper that says this person equals this person. That would probably help, but continue. Yeah. Luke will make that for me because I no, will ever make that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, called IMDb. Actually, you could probably just go there. But. <laughs> probably. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, he 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 tells her that he believes in Myerism. Well, yeah, this is after the fourteen days of like crazy drug-induced uh, insanity. Uh, now he's like, uh, maybe I, I just want to stick with my family and do my thing. So get away from me. Yeah. And uh, and he's kind of burning with his car, if that's possible, with such a stupid car. And then we see the wife. Oh, he's got a Mustang. He's probably got a pretty big engine in it, so yeah. Then we see the wife trying to talk to the lady that he was uh, um, cheating with. And she, she looks she looks like she doesn't understand a thing. And and here's this green drink again. Which I think it's ayahuasca, or at least it's got some ayahuasca in it, is what I'm thinking. To make kind of like a truth serum type thing. But we don't really, we're never really told what's in it. Just that they want this lady to drink it. Yeah, because uh, when he when she goes there, she's she's like she's uh, almost like pointing to the bottle and saying, "Remember to drink that." <laughs> right? Yeah, and we get yeah. more of that later, a little bit later. Then we see some Jerry Springer. It was funny to see uh, a lot of Jerry Springer in this show. And we see uh, the the um, uh, uh, oh, mother of Cal uh, making herself a drink and Cal kind of cleaning her apartment. This apartment looks so dirty. It's so... Yeah, it looks like she just doesn't even care to, like, throw things in the trash. She just kind of throws them on the ground. Yeah. Okay, I found this guy's name. His name is Clark Middleton. He's the guy who plays the counselor. Okay. Uh, he was in Sin City, uh, the movie, obviously. He was, was he's he? been in He's been in The Blacklist. Uh, was he in... Uh, in, uh... in what? In uh, Kill Bill 2, Law and Order. That's TV show I said. Uh, what Breaking Bad? I think oh. what we were thinking of was uh, the Blacklist when we were said Breaking Bad. Oh, but yep. was he in Twin Peaks? Uh, let me go all the way down to the bottom. I don't recognize this guy at all. Oh okay. yeah. No, he was not in Twin Peaks. Oh, nope. not. He must be thinking of somebody else. I was thinking of. Uh, the blacklist when I said uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah. Right. 
But he's been in a bunch of stuff. I've seen him in a lot of different oh, things. The Blacklist is such a good series. He was in Louie for one episode. Oh. So, mm-hmm. If you like that show. Cool. Uh, then we have the most awkward sex scene in the show. Uh, well, it's not a sex scene, really. It's kind of what are they they're doing, kind of. This is what they were doing in the other episode where they were. Remember when they went into like we thought it was the Garden of Eden and they're both naked. Yeah. That's what this was, but this is them doing that, trying to connect with each other. Uh, so, but they're uh, doing it in their house. Yeah. So Dan. Imagine you're having sex with a girl, but all your clothes are on. It sounds a little Demoli- awkward. It's Demolition Man is what it is. Yeah, it's Demolition Man <laughs> with yoga, with tantric sex. It's kind of that. Uh, but it's kind of weird. Yeah, and then we see the FBI uh, guy uh, getting uh, torn by uh, Eddie. Uh, and uh, we see that they're planting in the garden and things like that. Then we go back to Cal and his mother. Cal, I remember the name of. But uh, maybe it's the main guy, so. Uh, but uh, he's trying to feed his mom. Uh, with Right, it's, the, it's next morning, I think. Yeah. Because th- he says good morning to her. At this point, the apartment is, like, totally spotless. Yeah. And she's waking up, and he has, like, some vegetarian food for her. Uh-huh. And she just grabs a bottle of liquor and pours that and drinks. <laughs> she doesn't want any of the food. She just wants some, some booze. So. And a cigarette, of course. Oh, of course. Of course. Because she's one of those. Uh, it, it's kind of strange for me that quit smoking, like, five years ago. Uh, I, I I started when I was 16 and, and quit, like... No, three, three, four, three or four years ago, and I, when I watch it on film, I get, uh, I, I want to take a smoke even now. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, so they are going to this uh, center. What is this kind of center look? What uh, are you talking about? Are you talking about Cal and his mother? Yeah, Cal and his mother. Uh, I didn't get that they were going to a center. This is the part where they're talking about. How Cal's dad died. But they they are they are in a place. Oh, of you're ta- center, right? They're talking about getting Cal's. Uh, Cal's talking to his mother about getting her uh, her getting kicked out of the apartment because apparently she started a grease fire at some point and the apartment managers want her out. So Cal's talking to her about getting getting her into an old folks home. Old folks home. Okay, thanks. there you go. I was like, a center? What does that mean? But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's called Elder Center in Norwegian. Oh, okay. So then now you understand why I said center. They're all called something silly here, like Oaks Grove Park or something. And then it's like <laughs> in the middle of a city and there's no trees anywhere near it. But yeah. Yeah, and they, they have the uh, really big fight about how um, uh, Cal started his religion and things like that. And he hits his mom. Finally. Or shakes her. Really badly. No, that's later. First we have... Yeah, you skipped a part where... uh, Ashley is talking to Hawk... about um, taking care of their electricity bill. 
And oh, then yeah. we go to the center, or not the center. See, now I'm saying it. <laughs> no. you know, then we go to the old old folks' home, and Cal hits her. Oh, yeah. And now we're back at the dinner scene. Yeah, yeah. that's where we're at now. So uh, they are making dinner, and you see all this. I, like, I want, I, I almost want to become vegetarian when I see all this, because I love vegetarian food. I had a vegetarian breakfast this morning. Oh, nice. So, yep. Yep, bagel and cream cheese and some potatoes and um, uh, strudel. Yep. Mm. Good. Could you become a vegetarian, Dan? Uh, no, I just wouldn't have the willpower. I, I couldn't <laughs> do it either. No, I'd see I, a steak and I'd just jump on it like a like a tiger. <laughs> I like some meals that are vegetarian, but I also like meat pizza. So. Oh, pizza. Hmm. Oh. Okay, mm. but uh, uh, they are um, making food and they're talking about women problems, like things like that. Then Ooh. we see Eddie having hey uh, a discussion with uh, one of the other boys in the compound. I think this is Sarah's dad. This is the old guy with the joint, and they, guess what? He's still got a joint here. Yeah. And so does Cal. But yeah, I think one thing we get from this is like. Marijuana is a big part of this religion. So smoke weed every day. Yeah, and then we see uh, the son coming home to kumbaya session with a guitar and everything. So every, everybody's happy. I tried to listen to the lyrics of this song, but it was something weird. I couldn't really get it. But oh. then we see Carl calling uh, the wife, Sarah. Sarah. Uh, and talking, they are talking kind of in codes, but they're kind of talking about uh, his mom. Right. Well, if you remember, when Cal Cal got, went before they went to the home, the agreement was that if Cal would take a drink with his mom, because I guess Cal is a, an ex uh, recovering alcoholic, if he would have taken a drink of whiskey with his mom, his mom would go to this home. So Cal ended up taking a drink, and now he's calling Sarah saying, hey, I, I fell off the wagon. Uh, I need help, basically. That's what he's doing. And then we see Eddie uh, getting paranoid because someone is sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is sitting in the car. It's Allison. Allison. And he shouts at her, leave him alone. Bitch. So, but but it did amaze me that she's allowed into the com- compound. No, their house is outside the compound. Because remember, every time we see Sarah ah. go to the compound, she has to go back through the gate. Yeah, their house is outside the compound. Their house is outside. I always thought it was inside for some reason. No. Because, I mean, if you even look at it, it the compound houses all look the same. And this is huh. one's like a giant two-story. Yeah, no. Huh. Not inside. Yep. Okay. I think it's because Sarah Sarah is uh was originally from here, so she's kind of got this inside seniority where she's part of the original family, so she gets to kind of do things other people don't get to do. So And then we hear this weird prayer again all over the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And we see uh their son also praying out of bed and he He's trying to figure out what to do about Ashley and her yeah. power power bill. Yep. And uh, they are looking at the eye. 
Sorry. Um, and uh, uh, Eddie is coming to the bedroom, talking to uh, his wife, uh, and he, he kind of gets the feeling uh, that she uh, can't forgive him, and and she tells him that Miranda is there. Uh, the girl that she's—he said he she did on with on her with right, but he didn't her. actually do that. She was yeah. just on the retreat with him in Peru, and he used her as a scapegoat. And now she's being put into the same yep. uh, room that he was being put in earlier. Yeah, so, so he feels but, bad for her. But she's obviously not going to confess to anything because she didn't do anything. Nope. So, and then we see the sun outside. Uh, I was thinking. Yeah, Ashley's house. And how funny is this light <laughs> thing? I didn't understand. It, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. There's I, no way you could hook up a generator to a house. Like, of any size. Like, you'd have to have, first of all, a, a generator the size of a giant truck to run a house this size. Yeah. But somehow he managed to hook it up directly to her room without going into the house, without, like, going into the fuse. <laughs> yeah. No way for this to work, but yeah. you just got to. Let it let it slide. So Romeo and Juliet. TV science. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Romeo and Juliet look at each other and he runs away. Uh, then we see uh, the wife of Eddie having Sarah having a great discussion uh, and and trying to yell with Miranda. Miranda, and uh, she gets really angry. And and she gets kind of confused why she gets so angry, maybe, as well. Because she gets out of the room, she's kind of, oh my gosh, did I do that? And and she kind of hears voices. She's kind of acting to, almost like she's seeing them having sex in her brain. I was thinking she was going a little nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we see the mom uh, sitting in one of the room in the hospice, or the elder, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever this is. And they are talking about. Did you get this? His brother. Her and Cal are in the old folks' home, and they're talking about her, her husband, her and how husband. he died. Yeah, and how Cal, um, Cal was taken to the religion by his father. Right. But his father got out of it and Cal never did. Yeah, and Cal, but he he go yeah, he went back to drinking and things like that. Right? Yeah, obviously and so did, so did she obviously. Yeah. So. And then we see the FBI man uh, talking to the guy that got beaten. The father of uh, Mary. Mary. Right, in a hospital bed. Yeah, yeah uh, in a hospital bed. And he tries to push sheriff information. Then the son of Cal goes to school and meets Mary. Am I right? Ashley. Ashley. Oh, <laughs> almost. <laughs> and they kiss. Oh, yeah. they kiss in she, school. You would think that probably this is probably Hawk's first kiss. So. Oh, yeah. so nice to see. Uh, then we see Carl, uh, Cal uh, talking to Sarah. Sarah, and 
I'm so bad at names. Uh, yeah, and it basically at this point he says, Steve told me basically that I'm the one to be his yep. successor. Yeah. And he doesn't really say that he's in a coma, but he basically says he's sick and he's on his way out. He kind of says it like, uh, liar, Steve, liar. Steve is going to be moving on to the next level soon, is what he says. But liar. really, he knows more than that. And and I had to I have to uh, like set something on pause because there was a poster behind him. Did you see what this poster said? Look behind Cal. Yeah, it says the eye. Uh, it's talking about the eye. The eye can be. Uh, uh, sorry, I had it here. Uh, I the I can be applied for help and guidance and. Uh, oh my gosh. I have a still photo here. That's the thing. And gratitude. The okay. icon, yeah. So this poster was kind of cool. That I kind of... It's a motivational poster for Meyerism is what you're yes, saying. Yes, yes. Okay. Behind him. So I had to post that. So yeah, he says he, he's the next big guru thing. Yeah, we covered that. Yeah. And uh, then we see... Uh, Eddie. Eddie trying to talk, uh, wanting to go inside and talk to uh, the girl that sh- she he said he was shading on. Miranda. So he's uh, trying to get past the guard, and uh, when he opens uh, opens the door, she he sees that Miranda has committed suicide. Well, I don't know if that's what it is. We have no indication that it's suicide. We just see blood coming out of her mouth, and there's the green uh, juice is like spilled all over the ground. So I kind of thought maybe Sarah might have poisoned the juice, or maybe the juice was too strong and it killed her. Maybe one of those two things. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. We end with Miranda dying on the ground with blood coming out of her mouth and Eddie calling for help. So yeah, that's Path Episode 3. Yikes. Yeah. I can't... I can't wait for episode four. And I literally don't have to wait so long. Right. It's almost, <laughs> it's going to be on in like uh, f- four or five hours. So yes. yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> see it tomorrow. It's nice that, cause last, uh, with the OJ show, it was on, on Tuesday. On so we'd have to kind of rush to get to see it and, uh, get all of our notes done in time. It's nice to have a full week now for the show to be able to get everything together. I totally agree. So, uh, Dan, I I have a question for you. Uh, wh- are you going to see this show? Yes, I am going to see it. Why? Uh, mainly just because I really like Aaron Paul. Yeah. But also uh, because I'm interested to follow along with this fine podcast. Aww. Aww. See? See? He's trying to be nice to us, Luke. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that's the one thing. I don't know how well you'd be able to follow along. I mean, we do a pretty good job of, like, laying out kind of the basic story, but you definitely want to watch it and follow along with us. Mm. So. I totally agree. Uh, do you want uh, – do you have uh, anything you read this week, Dan? No, I, I haven't read anything recently, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Luke, you're still working on what? Yeah, I did not uh, Helter Skelter, like I said earlier, but I didn't really read any this week or listen to any this week because I've just been crazy busy doing other things. So, 
Uh, I got uh, the Black Stallion for almost free last week, so I I listened to that. I <laughs> I actually never heard uh, that before. No, I have no have idea what we're talking about. Have you seen the movie about. from the 80s? I've seen the movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I really... I I will not go so far to say that I enjoyed it, but I'll, I didn't... I'll tell you it's not a happy ending, everybody. <laughs> what? Spoiler <laughs> alert! Aww. No, I don't want to finish it. Aww. You destroyed the book for me. I, oh, I, really? Yeah, I didn't. I haven't read it all through. If you've seen the movie, you know the end. So <laughs> Unless the, the ending is different than the movie. Could be a different end. I've never read the book, so maybe it's completely different from. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. You think the horse is ga- uh, getting to be sausage? <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, but yeah, okay. Horse <laughs> sausage? Not in this country. With Jello here or uh-huh. glue? Oh, glue. The glue factory. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Luke, for spoiling that for me. Yep. Oh, by the way, they drown in Titanic. I spoiled a movie that came out in the 80s. <laughs> they drown in Titanic. See, I can do it as well. If people haven't seen. Uh, Dan, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, anyone that wants to uh, to send a, a fine message to this here podcast... Should uh, send their emails to another g- digital citizen at gmail.com. Hey, you almost sounded like Tilly there. Well, Did I? Yeah. <laughs> it must be the British accent. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Luke, do you have anything you want to promote? Yeah, I got two things this week. Uh, oh. West Coast Wrestling Connection. Uh, uh, go check out westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Look at the YouTube page. Uh, check out the TV show. And then the other thing is any new parents out there or people you know who have parents go check out um a website run by some people i know it's called littlehandfulsorganic.com it's a new type of food for uh, young kids so that they can learn how to eat by themselves uh, and not be spoon fed so hmm. that's, that's littlehandfulsorganic.com go check it out that sounded like a really good idea uh, yeah. I want to plug uh, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Audibletrials.com slash another digital citizen, or as Luke says it, <laughs> since still it's there. I was going to say how I say it exactly how you say it. <laughs> audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Yeah. Uh, next week, we will cover news. Ooh. And we will cover uh, the Jungle Book. I'm, I'm. Mm. Are you, are you uh, excited for this? I am. I'm completely indifferent to this film. What? Ah. Yep. I'm super stoked for this. I guess. I mean, it's never gonna. Ha- it doesn't have Baloo in it, so I'm probably not gonna be super what? excited about it. It has Baloo. It has Baloo in it. Does it? Yeah. Bill Murray is below. Oh, Bill Murray. Is oh, okay. Well, maybe I am excited for How it. How good does that sound? Yeah, it sounds terrific. Haven't you seen the the trailer? No, I like I said, I'm completely <laughs> indifferent. So if you don't know what indifferent means, it means I don't what? give a crap. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
You are nope. super, you're super stoked for this, Dan, right? I'm very interested. I, I'm slightly wary, but I, I really want to see it. Talking about stoked, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the orphan of the term 420. The origin. Or, the or, orphan. orphan. <laughs> the orphan! The orphan is, a, it's like one one twenty six something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, we're going to be talking about the origin of the term 420, because next week we will be doing the show on April 20th. So. Yeah. We will nice. keep it on 420. Next week, the return of Let's Toke, then. <laughs> uh, and we will cover uh, Path Episode 4. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah, it'd be nice to get back to one show an episode, so that'll be good. <laughs> it's it's hard to talk about a show for an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's everything from Norway, UK, and uh, uh, I was like, this is all from uh, Norway, UK, and Britain. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all from the US. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>